Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto. Oh, such a pleasure to be back. I hope everyone is enjoying their spring as the world burns down. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I want to say that's a joke, but I'm telling you, every time this bitch wakes up, I get more and more worried. I'm like, where is they've been releasing all these like the happiest countries uh in, like in rank you know and i think united states is like 16 and uh let's face it there's like only 30 in the fucking uh in nato so uh we're down there we're down there we're down there we're less than half um hi if you are a subscriber of my patreon you are watching us live if you are not you are listening to me and for that i thank you um but always know that watching me is an option all you have to do is subscribe five dollars a month that's it to the patreon page and uh you can check out these interviews see my lovely guests see the facial expressions they make at my terrible jokes and uh you know it's just uh, the world keeps going around uh I am thrilled to be, uh, this is, so the show is coming out on time, but I'm actually recording it on the day it's going to come out because I had a very Hollywood moment uh, on, what day was that? That was uh, Tuesday. I had a very Hollywood moment. I was cast in a commercial with a, a SAG commercial <laughs> as a principal character <laughs> uh, with a well-known drag queen that has been on a game show a time or two uh, for uh, a well-known brand. I'll say that. And uh, it was just really great. It was like my first like experience where I got a trailer. It was like, uh, you know, when, when they, when they were like, that's a wrap, uh, I got applause. And honestly, the only thing I did was walk out of a bathroom a few times. And I do that for free at local gay bars here in Los Angeles. So, I mean, if you want to see me walk out of a gay bar, honey, she won't be powdering her nose these days, but She's not opposed to uh, ping standing up if the outfit allows. Uh, but no, it was super great. It was, I, I, I want to thank everyone who uh, uh, was on the shoot and made it so comfortable. I, I, it, I, I'm going to tell you though, I want you all to know that uh, the glamour of Hollywood only goes as far as when you watch shit on TV. There's no glamour when it comes to being an actor. Absolutely none. It's a lot of like, get here early and then wait. <laughs> That's it. All day, all day if you have to. I'm sorry, we are behind because the lighting is off. So you have to wait. And so um, it truly is work because by the end of the day, you're exhausted. But you're exhausted for what? waiting but i got a trailer i got my own trailer and i'll tell you that is big steps especially for a girl from central illinois who honestly by all intents and purposes should be living in a trailer i actually got a trailer so that was nice it was cute it was bourgeois it made her feel good it made her feel uh, although it did when i saw uh the juxtaposition of what uh, game show drag queen's life is like in in that scenario and what what uh, a non-union actor drag queen's life is like in that scenario it is a world's different queens you want to be treated like one of those game show gals speaking of game show gals shout out to my very good judy and former co-host of this show shay Coulee, because they just announced that the bitch is doing the goddamn game show again. It's like Queen, I was I was perfectly out. I don't watch that show anymore. It's you know it's it's for straight people now. It's not for us anymore, in my opinion. So I don't watch. Excuse me, I'm parched, and so I don't watch. 
And I was like, oh, I am so completely firmly out of this. I don't ever have to watch it again. And then what happens? What happens, folks? Shea Coulee is like, I would like to be on a game show once again. I have another Snatch Game character I have to say and do. Uh, with that, I wish her all the luck because uh, she's an amazing, she's an amazing drag queen, and she looked great in those uh, uh, that pre-game show uh, video stuff that they do. So well done, well done. Another trip around the workroom. See if they can crush you this time, girl. I swear some of these queens will not be happy until they are officially broken by RuPaul and her uh, puppy mill of drag queens. Um, sad news. Sad news happening right now. We have lost a lot of funny people recently. And I'm going to tell you, not enough shitty Republicans are dying. Not enough. And I will say this openly and unabashedly with no shame. We need to lose more shitty Republicans. I look at you, McConnell. I'm looking at your milky eyes, your milky, saggy ass eyes, just being a racist. Why aren't you dead? Why aren't you dead yet, McConnell? Uh, we lost Gilbert Gottfried. And uh, Gilbert Gottfried is one of those comics that's like, he's like, a, he's like a, a Bob Saget in the way where he, his brand of comedy his brand of humor his brand of stand-up was very 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 different from his commercial uh appearances in um polite society can we say like uh i mean he was the parrot in a disney movie you know what i mean he was the aflac duck until i think he said something shitty about 9 11 or something that that made people uh remember and so he lost his aflac job but uh i mean and apparently he had been sick for a long time so uh maybe this was a, a relieving of suffering so this is actually might be a blessing i don't know um, but I do know that no one did it like Gilbert because Gilbert knew he was weird looking. He sounded weird and um, he wasn't the tallest guy. And he just, and, and, but he really like figured out what he was doing and he did it. And I appreciate him in all aspects of Gilbert Gottfried. Like whatever he was doing, I thought was entertaining. As someone who has a, a very distinct voice, uh, that can be occasionally described as horribly annoying. Not my quote, some bitches on the fucking email that I'd like to send her some emails. If you'd like to send me an email, you know it's easy to do. All you have to do is go to the TonySotoShow.com and leave a message for me right there. All you, and it'll come right to me. Uh, because even though you do say I'm annoying, I still like to hear from you. I still like to hear from you. Because that means that you're paying attention. Uh, but rest in peace. I do have to say, though, real quick, uh, in regards to Gilbert Gottfried, I don't know if it was a, a lucid dream. I don't know if I took some chemical drugs. I don't know what happened. But I swear to God, for a brief moment, a gay sex worker hacked Gilbert Gottfried's Twitter. Like, I swear it is one post with like from the family who's like, we have lost Gilbert. Rest in peace, angelic. Uh, little man uh, and then the next one is like here's my only fans and then like other gay sex workers are like why is Gilbert Gottfried like liking my only fans on Twitter after he's dead so you know I, there's a part of me that's like I feel like Gilbert would find that very funny I do I feel like there would be a part of me would be like somehow the gays were like let's hack the Twitter uh, but also, it's like the Twitter, gay, the, gay, the Twitter. How, what, what do, how do I address you, the, the gay Twitter? Is it the gay Twitter? Is it gay the Twitter? Like, how do I address you? Like, is it necessary? I mean, granted, I hope you got uh, a lot of five dollar monthly uh, subscriptions because I'll tell you, it takes me pulling teeth to get people to subscribe five dollars to watch content. Maybe I need to pull my dick out. Hmm. I mean, that is a thing that like, honestly, if I was going to pull my dick out, I would have by now. I have no interest in making your dicks hard. Does that make sense? Like, I have no interest. And it's and this is funny because uh, we have uh, been talking in the last couple of weeks 
to contestants from Hot House, uh, the quest for the next queer sex icon. And, you know, they, they literally, the, 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 the jobs are sex work. And I'm sitting here being like, your boners don't mean shit to me. I do not care if you get a boner. I do not care. Um, but if you do jerk off to me, <laughs> if you do jerk off to me, what is it about me that makes your, see, I, I'm not, I don't care about the actual boner, but I would like to know the route that got her going. You know what I mean? Like, just tell me, tell me what's working for me. <laughs> Oh my God. Can I just tell you how much I love having moments where I can just talk into abyss? And uh, I, I know the last couple of weeks I said that I might be sick of me. I'm not. I'll tell you, after doing a commercial and being able to look at yourself on camera, uh, uh, you know, uh, off to the side, you're like, yes, bitch, you have a face that's meant for it. You're very, very pretty. Uh, what else is speak? Oh, let's talk about shit that's ugly can we talk about ugly real quick uh let's talk about tennessee now i'm gonna preface this story with i have it on good information that i do indeed have an audience in tennessee and so to my tennessee audience if you i'm going to say this if 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 i am someone that you listen to regularly and you live in tennessee can i just say that right now nothing that i say about tennessee has anything to do with you unless you are one of the creepy people that listen to me that have uh uh like that, that are okay with whatever happens in tennessee <laughs> tennessee is a mess i don't know what is happening right now but that marcia blackburn she is the dumbest woman senator i have ever heard she's the one who uh during the supreme court confirmation hearings asked uh justice katanji brown jackson what the definition of a woman was because you know she wants it to be the biological definition of woman she wants it to be like ovaries is a woman god damn it ovaries makes a woman fallopian tubes is a woman that's what the that's what she, that's what she wants to hear this miss blackburn and uh she's just a dumb stupid hillbilly mouth breathing redneck bitch you can tell that she is uh she's been kicked by horses not from horses that she's owned you know what i mean it's her money don't you know she, it's not her money it's other people's money but uh it's other people's horses that are kicking that dumb bitch in the head but that's the only explanation i can come up with was a horse kick to the head i'm so sorry tennessee i'm so sorry that you chose to vote in a bitch who was hit kicked in the head by a horse because that's why she's so backwards and dumb i'm sorry tennessee i'm sorry that you chose to do that the choice is yours but the dumb bitch uh, that was that was tragically kicking the head by a horse uh, has come out and said that Tennessee wants a southern border wall, and I get it. I get it. Nope. This is I know that what I know that what I just said sounds like I might not understand this bitch, but I get this logic because if my state's border was Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia, I too would want a wall queen. I would want to, but you know, I would go even further and just say, let's put a whole fucking wall around your entire backwards ass state, Tennessee. You're all backwards as fuck. Um, I mean, look, and I digress. Georgia, you're pretty cool. You've been like leaning blue. And so I'm watching you, I'm into you. You know, I don't like this whole, warnock uh big big dumb football player guy uh numbers and in the dumb football player guy beating out warnock whatever still early but alabama and and fucking mississippi can go fucking um and here's why tennessee and i'm going to take a break because tennessee you have legislation right now uh that is going to ultimately pass you know it is where old men can marry 15 year old girls and that's okay without any consent without anything it's just legal because one of your representatives has a child bride that they met when they were fucking 15 years old and then married at 18. i mean listen and this pedophile didn't want to fucking uh wait until 18 because they want that 15 year old pussy 
because they're fucking weirdos. So Tennessee, fuck all the way off. Marsha Blackburn, fuck all the way off. Um, get your shit together. Come on, blue voters of Tennessee, blue voters of Tennessee, and so, and you like moderate, like somewhat not completely sold to QAnon people. Fucking take back your goddamn state. You're poor. You're a welfare state. You're like literally the poorest and sickest next to fucking Mississippi and Alabama. Don't even know where Mexico is. I'll tell you, as a Mexican person, I do not think that the telephone line uh, from the United States to Mexico is like, oh yeah, Tennessee is where you want to be. Like ever. I digress. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm excited because we are going to talk to this, our contestant, our, our, Jesus God, Christ, our guest is one of the rising stars of Hot House and is a bitch to be dealt with. We have Saint Anique. So we'll be right back. Tony Soto Show. All right, listeners, we are back with the show. And yes, as you all know, if you are a subscriber of my Patreon or a listener of the show, I have been watching and recapping Hot House available on Out TV. And we have been able to talk to uh, some of the lovely contestants of said show. Today is no different. Today is no different because we have, like I said, one of the one of the real competitors, one of the ones you gotta fucking look out for in this said show. We have Saint Anique. Welcome to the show, Saint Anique. Hi. Oh my goodness, you are lovely. The dolls don't fuck around. Like we had (laughs) Sapphire on the show and she was looking fierce. Now we got Miss, now we got Saint on here looking fierce. Welcome (laughs) to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I mean, thrilled, thrilled because I, you know, as I mentioned, I have been uh, recapping this show. I think that this show is important. And I think that uh, the Matthew Camp juggernaut is doing the right stuff, talking about the right things, trying to pull things out from queer voices that uh, need to be pushed to the forefront. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. Sorry, I should have lit this joint before. It's oh. so time consuming. And look, it's like covered. I, I know that you're not a weed smoker, but uh, uh, I No, do. but I, I am a fire person. So. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, oh, hey. <laughs> um, but no, but you're from uh, Vegas. Vegas is your hometown, correct? Like, like that's where you were born or is that where you no, ended so up? I, li- I ended up here. I was born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, an East Coaster. Yes. Wait, I don't hear it. Did you did you push it away? Did you push it yeah, out? Yeah, my um my mother like got rid of her accent and it was like very important to her that we didn't have an accent. Cause like my father had probably like the worst accent. So why is that? Because <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, like, like um I find it very <clears throat> endearing. Um, and, and I've had friends who have been like, why don't you think it sounds kind of dumb? And I'm like, yeah, but that's what does it for me. Like, I like, I mean, I'm from the Midwest. My brother calls a dog a dog. So like, who am I to, you know, to go against someone's dialect because of where they're from? Well, I don't need an accent to make me sound dumb, but. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, work, work, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, when did you go to Vegas? Like, what's what's the what's the timeline, or what was the journey from you to the uh, East Coast to the desert? Um, I mean, I moved out here almost four years ago, kind of on a whim. Really? Yeah, I um, I was kind of like going through the motions and like doing the same thing over and over again. I was like, <laughs> I was bartending and doing sex work and performing. But it's like really hard to, it, you can't live. It's honestly, it's comparable to LA cost of cost of living wise. Yeah. And I was just like the neighborhood that I've been living in for years, like so, a couple of gay couples had come in and bought all of the houses and gutted them. And I was As like, we Great. do, we are the gentrifiers. <laughs> we are the original gentrifiers. <laughs> we're the ones who go in and we're like, you know what? We need plants. We need plants. And yeah. then that's it. The I downfall. was like, oh, cool. More gay people. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
No, 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 no. We're here to put a fucking coffee shop here. That's $8 a cup. So get ready. So yeah. I, um, I had like, I was, I couldn't find a place to live. I was living with my mom. I was like kind of seeing someone that lived out here who I had been like previously involved with. And I came home from work one night and I was like a little bit drunk. And I bought a plane ticket for like five days out and I packed up two suitcases and I moved out here with no fucking plan. <laughs> wow. In, did you yeah. move in with the person that you were kind of seeing? I did. And that lasted maybe a month. Long enough? Or was yeah. it kind of like a situation where you're like, fuck. I love I love them to death. We just like can't be together. It doesn't work like that. And I kind of, I like one of the reasons we had broken up initially was like, I don't want to live with you. I don't want to live with anybody. And like, I was like, you know what? Maybe I was wrong. And I was like, no, I'm always right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially so, for your own journey. Like my thing is, it's like, I love living alone. There are things now that after living alone for as long as I have that I will, there's no compromise. Like, like I need two bedrooms. I, you know, I yeah. need my own bathroom. Quite frankly, I need my own apartment. Can't we just, can't you just be in yours and I'll be in mine. Um, I just need my own compound. <laughs> exactly yes <laughs> yeah like you can yeah. have a floor I'll take a floor yeah um but so what well then what was it what was the the because I mean that's Sin City that's like that's literally all the depravity what was it like for you was it an adjustment it was a huge culture shock I remember there was one night I don't know if you've been familiar with the area but we went down to like Fremont's street experience where they have like the um like the, the canopy over it that's like a screen and they have all these like laser shows and shit sure. and it was like a friday night on fremont street i remember looking around and then looking up at the sky and being like i think i made a huge mistake <laughs> this is a bad place and no one should be allowed to live here <laughs> i mean look the glamour of this trip is one thing but i'll tell you you go one block either way and you're like oh hey so this is Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I, and you know, it's like, I mean, like I said, it was a huge culture shock, but I figured like you, a lot of people don't last the first year here. If you can figure out how to survive the first year and you figure out your niche, then you're good. Like I'm yeah. good now. Yeah. I was just like, Oh, what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, just real quick saying your yeah. microphone is tapping on your little spike. This is the, this is the thing. No, the, the spike necklace. The, yeah, that guy. Um, it's just tink, tink, tink. And I was like, what is that exactly? Ah, perfect. That'll be a lot better I for us. I loved it. I loved it. But I was like, of course, it's the spikiest of necklaces that's causing the grief. Um, but so, so can I ask you about your journey as a queer person? Because uh, were you like, were you ever considered straight? Like, where did you like, because we know that you're a non-binary person. But like, uh, like in your earlier days, were you like a straight gal or like what was going on? Um, I think like around middle school, you know, like in the time of MySpace. <laughs> um, I remember them fondly. Yeah, those are good days. Because I had a MySpace and I was like, you could check your sexual orientation. And this was like eighth grade and they had bisexual as an option. And I was like, what is that? And I looked into it and it was like, oh, it means that you like men and women. And I was like, yeah, I think I like men and women. Like I would, I would fool around with guys or girls. So I clicked that. And then like my mom found it and my mom was like, yeah, you can't possibly know what you're talking about. Like, it's not like that. Like, you don't know you're straight. Like, I was like, okay, like, I guess I am. Um, <laughs> and I kind of like put it out of my head for like a very long time. And then I like, you know, I had like a boyfriend throughout high school and I like at like 18, I got in a relationship that wound up being like maybe five, five years, something like that. Six years. Oh, shit. And yeah. Um, with a Do guy. you like longevity in relationships? Are you are you like someone who enjoys long relationships? Are you looking for the forever? like let's figure it out I don't like to I'm not like a you know I'm I'm more pragmatic than like hopeless romantic Got it. like you know I like I want to be partners I want to be like you know we work we we evolve we grow together like you know but I was in that 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 longer relationship and I had gone through some pretty traumatic like health stuff and like mental health stuff and and really it took away from a lot of like I think my formative young adult life sure so when I had started to kind of mentally come back, there was just a lot of questions that I had about like who I am, my sexuality, like, 
uh, what do I like? What do I not like? Like, is, are we, should I be with someone like this or, and I wanted to open up the relationship and they didn't. And, um, I was like, well, you know what? I really need to find some stuff out about myself. So I left and then I just started, <laughs> I just started fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you needed to figure some stuff out. So yeah, I mean, I went right into the head first is what research. I say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Get in there. You know, in a, word, a time when we're doing our own research, you just take the plunge. Yeah. Um, and, and so in that research, is that where you discovered uh, your, uh, you being non-binary? Like, were you doing sex work during that time? Do you find yes. that like, because you're femme presenting that that uh, people put you in that they they don't assume that you're a non-binary person in sex work out of sex work is this an issue for you so it's interesting so I like through all of that I figured out I'm attracted to like a myriad of people I consider myself to be pansexual the non-binary thing kind of came about because I just have never felt like my physical body matches like what I'm supposed like how I feel in terms of gender and for a long time, because of some of my health complications, uh, I, I didn't like develop, basically. Okay. I like didn't have like a female, like a feminine body. Got it. Um, and also at this time, I had a shape, like shaved bald head, no eyebrows, like a little egg. So I was very much more androgynous. Um, and I was hanging out, I like around this time when I started exploring all of this, I got really involved with um, the drag scene. I was in burlesque and I kind of started, I was like, you know what, fuck this. I don't like the politics. I don't like how some of these people make me feel. Started getting more into drag. Um, some of those queens are like still my best friends uh, to this day. Like I was just in Boston with them for my birthday. Um, but there was one, of, one friend of mine who we were like sitting outside someone's apartment in Boston. It was like winter time we were talking and I was like, I don't really feel, I don't feel like I'm a boy or a girl or like any, like I don't want to be a man, but I have like tits and I don't know like why I feel weird and I'm not like I'm not like I don't know and she had said kind of the same thing she's like I don't think I'm one or the other either and that was like the first time I had ever heard somebody say that uh-huh. and I started like reading more into this like what is this sort of thing and it, everything just really like clicked with me uh-huh. immediately can I ask you and something my, yeah. oh god no 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 go ahead yeah. you can finish And at the time I was I was beginning to do sex work I was kind of femme. And then I, like I said, I shaved my head. I shaved my eyebrows, everything. And that was weird too for a while because I wasn't like, I was not femme presenting. So it was like people who were into that were like clientele. And then I had a lot of clientele who would like back out or think that I was trans. So they wouldn't want to like book me for stuff, you know? Oh, interesting. <laughs> That's yeah. interesting. People would think that I was trying to trick them. I would be accused of trickery. <laughs> Like, because you were, uh, you were so androgynous that you weren't leaning. Yeah. But so let me ask you something regarding like, as a non-binary person regarding your pronouns, because you do represent femme at this point. So like, I would imagine that you get she, her often in life. Um, do you find offense to that? Or do you understand that like the everyday Joe at the coffee shop isn't going to necessarily be a person to ask you your pronouns yeah I take offense to it when it's done in a way to be rude annoying right sure yeah because like also like when you're working in I think queer nightlife especially like drag everyone is a woman and everything is a woman oh I like, listen my biggest like every thing inanimate object is a woman also. I only <laughs> use female pronouns for yeah. everything and I'm talking in every situation and I'm trying like especially with the recaps like I don't cut my recaps I don't edit them because I there are moments especially with uh when I'm talking about juju on the show like I'm always like she she her her but that's because like everybody is that for me yeah but, but I do know that specifically since that is a part of the narrative on the show that I need to in my head remember that they them is important so I have to say it in in that but in life there's a good chance I mean I probably already called you girl uh in the short time we've already spoke (laughs) you know there's my already yeah and I'm live I'm live tweeting it and you're gonna definitely be canceled after this so oh honey honey, (laughs) if it was gonna happen listen there's a reason why she's not there at the top you know what I mean it's the reason why I sit here and just watch all my friends get successful because I will say what the fuck I want I have been an old I'm an old gay I've been gay for a long time 
yeah. right? since the fucking 80s. All right. So, um, so uh, I read an interview. Yes. Um, where you said that it started with bikini housekeeping. What is it? I love it already. But what is it? Um, that was that was weird. I found it on Craigslist. Remember what was it? Uh... <sighs> but back when it was that that back, like, listen, I don't want to like, I don't want to muddy up uh 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 Craigslist because I'll tell you, Fosta's the thing that's like really kind of fucked it up for oh, sex workers. It I... it was like. <laughs> Craigslist was good for sex workers, actually. It gave the them a lot more CP control. arrangements got pulled, I open mouth like Kim K ugly cry sobbed. <laughs> <laughs> so you found it, you found, uh, like, it was like, clean my house in a bikini. It was, yeah, it was like, oh, looking for, like, sexy bikini housekeepers. And at the time, I was like, I, like, also a lot of, a lot of, like, my foray into sex work is, like, very interwound with um my foray into like drinking and drug use <laughs> so like uh you know was that to make it easier wanna... no I think it's well it's just like I, I like kept getting in trouble at jobs that I had and then like getting fired or like ghosting um <laughs> so like I do what I want kind of gal <laughs> still still <laughs> Like from day one, but so yeah, I found an ad on Craigslist and it was, um, I talked to the guy on the phone and I had answered a couple of, I was just like trying to figure out like, what are some other ways to make money? Like that can't fire me. Right. Right, 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 <laughs> um, right. There was like one person I talked to who was like an escort service that was like female run. And that was like, that would have been like jumping directly off the cliff, like out, cliff out the gate. That was like a little over my head at the time. Straight to so penetration, this, really, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. They sounded great. They sounded like a great service, but um, I like the way they ran things. But anyway, like, so this I found was like, oh, you know, when when you're like, oh, ask for 500, they say no. If you ask for 100, they'll give you 100. That was kind of like the follow-up with the cleaning. I was like, that sounds totally doable. Yeah. So I talked to them. They ran like a regular cleaning service during the day. Oh, so but by this night. This was like, but by night. Um. <laughs> Did you really clean or did no. you just like walk out? Oh, see, because this is well, the thing. I would want you to clean. <laughs> I would be like, I'd be like, oh, no, no, no. I love it. But where, where would you want? But those floors. <laughs> exactly. Like I did so. They were like, you'll do light cleaning. Did you like, like I, did you I, like just do a little dusty and posy and like yeah, that like, kind of stuff? Wipe your, wipe your little counter. Like, and, and they were there, like, were they, okay, so, okay, now I'm into it. Now I'm into it. Now I want to know, did they jerk off? Some of them, yeah. And also, like, they could order, like, they could do bikini, or you could be, like, top, like, you could be topless, or you could be fully naked. There was, like, a price scale. And, like, if they jerked off, like, you know. That's more. You would, yeah. And they're cleaning it up, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, they have to call another cleaning service. It's just, like, come cleaning. Like, yeah, call us in the morning. When we're, when we're a real cleaning service, call us in the morning. We'll yeah. be able to pick it up tomorrow. Call 1-800-COME-QUICK. For all your cleaning. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Before we go to break, I want to know this because um, it was, I was reading an interview that you had done and I found it so interesting because it, it, you said that you wished that you weren't mentally ill uh, uh, and had, and then that you would, and, that, and had a real job. You wish that you weren't mentally ill and had a real job. Um, so like, what would that real job be? Like, if you weren't uh, loca, what, what, and one, from one loca to another queen, from one to another, she's just as broken. What would your, what would your, uh, what would your job be? What would you want to do? Um, so I, lawyer, I think. Really? You're are, are, are you are argumentative? Do you, are you an argumentative person? Can you do, are you are you will you not shy away from a fight? I don't lose. Oh. Yeah. Period. Did you do well in school or no? I did, but like everything was going on. So like when I did do well, I did like exceeding like top of the class, like accelerated, like AP, everything. Uh -huh. but it's like really hard to maintain that when you're in and out of hospitals all the time For and sure. you like can't leave the house 
or like function and like not have a panic attack or like be trying to hurt yourself constantly. Yeah. So it's like my like uh, scholastic success, like consistently took a backseat to trying to like not die. (laughs) So like I didn't finish, I didn't finish high school. Oh, okay. I didn't, I like didn't finish college. I wound up going to college and kind of being can you not come back (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, you're fine you're right i'm out of here um so so well then let me ask you this uh how do you sex work can be pretty intense i mean especially if you're actually like you know fucking like they're not all some of them are uggos if i could be uh truthful so like yeah how is that affect your mental health is it fine like what in whatever capacity of sex work you're working in now like, do you find that it stresses your mental? I would find it so stressful. I would find it stressful myself. Yeah. It's, it's very stressful. I think even it affects your mental health. Like everything, every, literally everything affects my mental health. So like there's that just on the Any job. Yeah, any but job like, for sure. I mean, for me personally, even just an example. So like I'm 16 months sober, whatever. There are things that I don't do anymore because I don't think like mentally I have the capacity to deal with them like I don't think I've disclosed this but I like I used to do full service I no longer do full service because I'm like I don't think I'm capable of I know I'm not capable of that interaction sober right now I'm just stripping um and I'm doing like pro-dom work like I love being I love dom work I love pink work I love fetish I love pro-dom but it's harder to find those people than like walking around in a club for six hours and like yeah. pretending to be you know it's what like, about the cam stuff that you because i know that you weren't familiar with it when you did it on the show but like what about the cam stuff do you think that that would be an option are you doing cam stuff no the thing with cam stuff i um little thing about me i'm a bad millennial and i hate being on the internet i hate being um. on the computer i hate being like I, I it hurts me to like sit down and do that and camming to make it lucrative, you have to spend so much time like building up a fan base yeah. and like planning your shows and like doing all of this stuff. And it's like my priority is my live shows and um, like performance work in person. So that's what I'm spending all my time and my money and, and, and energy on. I don't want to be like, okay, so three years from now, I'll have like a solid fan base on cam to actually see some money like i right. that's always been my thing with sex like just my entire life i'm like i want cash in my hand now i want it fast right i don't want to do much for it yep no. no i hear you i hear you well listen i literally forgot that we have not taken a break yet so uh we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about uh, all the hot house nonsense we'll be right back yeah. Tony Soto show. all right we are back with the show talking to saint anique um does anyone just call you satanic does anyone, does anyone just call no, you that? but that's the pun that's yeah no i love it yeah. i mean i was like I, I was like i was like okay don't call her satanic because i just want to call you satanic uh but i was like i know i know saint anique um so how what draw what drew you to hot house like what was it i'm a, everyone i've talked to they're like well i found it on cupcakes or oh i saw it shared here like how did you hear about it and what made you want to do it so I saw it on Twitter through Andrew Barrett Cox. Um, I don't know if you know of him. He's like a very talented, they, they. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Always learning. I know. Um, they are a very talented performer. They are, they were involved in Slag Wars. They did all of the sound production. Okay. So Andrew and I like were two ships passing in the night in Boston nightlife for many, many, many years. Um, and that's like how we, I had seen them posting about it. And when I saw the ad, I was like, is this like tailor-made for me? <laughs> it also came at like a weird time where I was starting over. Um, okay. I, had, I had moved out of Vegas for a brief amount of time to focus on like not drinking or doing drugs. And I wasn't performing. I also wasn't sure if I would go back to performing or sex work or like, do I get an office job? <sighs> I've had that thought recently and I was like, stop thinking that way. I was like, is this a sign? Is this <laughs> like, so, I mean, I, I, uh, I sent in a, t- a little, t- not a tape. You don't say tape any, it, you know, I yeah. sent in a tape as yeah. soon as I possibly could, because I was like, this is, if I'm going to make it. What were they asking for on the tapes? Like, were they, or would they ask for anything? Was it just like, Hey, 
This is Saint Anique. So you had to give your name, and then you the re- the, not the next minute and thirty seconds, you just had to fist yourself. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And we thought Drag Race was hard to get on. That's crazy. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if more people fisted themselves on tape, they'd be on drag. No, I'm kidding. They won't. World of Wonder won't hire sex workers. Oh, well, it's funny because they have. There's so like, there's so many of them have done porn. So it's but like if they know if they can find you now. It's yeah. there's like a clause in the contract saying if you're like known to be doing it now. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, when I mean what detoxes came out, JJ, like the moment it comes out, like it's out. So like mm-hmm. you better just better just hope for that. Um so, yeah, they just wanted you to like say they they didn't it was very vague parameters. It just could be like two minutes tops and they How were quickly like, did we get back to you? Um, within a week to two weeks. Okay, yeah. It was a very small window too. It was like a weekend. Yeah. Of time. And, yeah, I think they were like, "Here's an idea. We want to run with that." Um, so to you, why is a show like Hot House important? Um, I think it's important because I think there's such a need for people to see a lot of representation more so than before. And like having queer content made by queer people for queer people, not like you were saying, you know, RuPaul's Fracking Ranch for girls. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, I, we just call it the game show here on the Tony Soto show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, I mean, and, and the Daddy TV team had made a couple of, you know, like Slag Wars and Iconic Justice. And they're just like, I think, very committed to showing a wide array of queer people with a wide array of stories. I also think this show is incredibly important because it humanizes and like normalizes a lot of sex work. And we weren't forced to be a lot of like, a lot of times in my experience when people want to talk to me about what I do or what I've done, they're like, they want to know like what the worst thing that's ever happened to me is, or like, did I not have a dad or like- Yeah, they want to know the trauma. They don't want to, they yeah. don't want to think that you got into sex work because you wanted to. The idea yeah. of sex work is that you had to have been forced for some reason. Yeah. So it definitely, they were very clear. They were like, you can share whatever you want, but we're not going to make we're not you. Here to do. And that's not our angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a like, lot of the production team is also current or former sex workers. So like- <laughs> for sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that and, and that well that was my biggest thing and, I, and I, I know I've talked about it for like the past couple of weeks or whatever but like that was like when I was so blown away when Juju overreacted to their win because I was like if you can't embrace your win in a group of queer people who and surrounded by people who do the same thing you do uh uh when can you celebrate like how like it, it just seems so shocking to me um i've talked to a few of your castmates and uh they were fine with the sleeping arrangements the first thing i saw when i saw those sleeping arrangements was nope because i can't imagine how did you feel about bunking with everybody in a in a home that had multiple rooms somebody so, so but first of all somebody was sleeping in every room of that house Oh, oh, production so and shit too? Oh, yeah. People were like, even Topher was sleeping on the couch in the living room. Oh. <laughs> so like, nobody had it good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we were locked up in a room in bunk beds and then they were like, you know. L- luxury, luxury. Yeah, yeah, luxury. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I, I didn't mind it. I remember them saying like, they, they kind of prefaced it in the phone call that we had about it with like, okay, we have to tell you. We have like some sleeping arrangement issues, but I was like, I think that summer I had worked two weeks um, in South Dakota for another gig where I slept in a tent <laughs> with another person for two weeks doing like 12 hours a day of work in like the hot sun. So I was like, I had said that to them and they were like, oh God, no, we're not doing that. So like, I've had much worse. <laughs> My gosh, you're just like a wanderer, huh? Just doing... <laughs> I go, I go where the fucking checks are. Go where the money is. All right, all right. All right. You feel I, I do feel like you're someone who has trimmed marijuana for some reason. <laughs> like you, you have gone and trimmed bud before. 
No, uh, I've no. said before, when I die and come back, I want to come back as someone that fucking loves weed. I want to come back as like the penultimate stone. Was it never a thing for you, marijuana? Not something you were, you shush? It was a thing like in high school for a while. <laughs> and then like, but it was bad weed. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah so, weed like, wasn't was good smoking, when we were young. It yeah, was yeah. like mids. Now yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. this crazy fucked up science weed. Yeah, it's really funny because when people from my uh, home state of Illinois come to uh, LA to hang out or whatever, and I give them our weed, which is medicinal strength weed, mm-hmm. um, and they, I just they like zone out. I'm like, hey, what's yeah. up? And and my thing is, is like I always say, weed's my longest relationship ever. So I've been smoking weed since I was 12. So I'm I'm not stopping now, honey. She's 42. Just take it to the grave. <laughs> um, so I've recapped four episodes now yes and uh we're becoming you're you are you are quickly becoming a standout competitor did you think that you would have done so well did you think that the judges would have taken to you so well no (laughs) in short no (laughs) (laughs) um i really had no idea what to expect there was nothing to like base how this was going to work you know like I couldn't really do I like skimmed slag wars but I didn't want to have it in my head going in there because this we were very clear this is not the same thing yeah so I didn't really know what they were looking for necessarily I'm also I have a lot of um pretty serious like imposter syndrome and like uh just you want to explain that comparing myself yeah imposter syndrome is no is the feeling of regardless of like your accomplishments the feeling that like you shouldn't be where you are or that you're not actually talented and that you fooled all of these people into <laughs> thinking that you're deserving of the accolades you're receiving. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm, and that I'm, they're going to find out and you're I'm walking back. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, you mean, you mean a- entertainer's life. Sure, yeah. got it. Got yeah. it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> so the whole time that you were like doing doing well, there was like a little voice in your head being like, You don't yeah, belong here. It was like you know, you don't, you shouldn't be here. Like, okay, you made it this far, but like, don't count on it. It was also like I said that I had a lot of my own like internal and like everybody did, but my own internal like just because of that whole reset that I was doing in my life where I had never anticipated this happening. For me, it was a lot of like, you need to do well on this because if you don't do well on this, we're done. We're not, we're, this is, we're not doing this anymore. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's interesting. For me, it was like high stakes. I was like, you have to, this, you have to be successful here. There's literally no other option for you right now. Did you find it kind of therapeutic being around a bunch of like-minded uh, folks that uh, were doing the same thing and like, no one looked the same and like, it was all, it was just yeah. like a, a rainbow. I've, ex- I've described it before as having been, um, even though it was a competition and if you've not gleamed it from this interaction so far, I'm a pretty competitive person. <laughs> yeah, I would have liked um, to have seen you compete if there was a little more stakes. Because I mean, don't get me wrong, I understand the community aspect and I understand the kumbaya aspect, but yeah. I'm someone, if I'm watching something, I do want you to hate somebody. You know what I mean? Well, like, as a viewer, <laughs> yeah, as a, as a viewer, I want you to hate somebody. But yeah. um, but like, but um, I yeah, I describe I describe as the people even like when the cameras were off, for the most part, it was like a summer camp kind of experience, and I've never had it. Like it, you know, I mean, I come from nightlife, so I'm used to being around a lot of stuff like that, like queer people and and performance and. But really, it was like we were so isolated from everything, too, mm-hmm. that we were really just focused on each other and the house. And like, you know, the production team also became like very close to all of us, like the sound people, the DPs, like like it was it was crazy. I, awesome. I would go back in a heartbeat. <laughs> really? Yeah. Awesome. Well, so what's next? Like, what are you working on? Are you... Have you have you got have you seen any like boosts from the show like anything like that? I've seen a little bit. Um, I definitely, I think, you know, you see people go on like some reality shows and things like like skyrocket. But again, this is new. Yeah. Um, so I've seen like some boost. I've seen it really didn't change too much for me because um, I still am out here. Like I hustle. I get my jobs. I get my gigs. Like I network. I'm like constant club another club yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but 
but now I do have this like amazing network of people like Nikki and Fantasia. I'm going to be in Fort Lauderdale Tuesday next week for the next couple of weeks performing with them. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So that's, that's like one of my favorite, like my favorite things that come out of the show are like my friendships with people. Like I'm going to be performing with them. I have like gone up and stayed with like Matt and like, you know, Andrew and like Matt designed all of my merch for me and shit. Like I just, I like came out with, and like Topher and I are like, I, I'm just so close with like all of these people now, which is like my favorite takeaway. <laughs> That's great. That's amazing. Um, well, did you have fun on the Tony Soto show on the Tony Soto show today? I wouldn't do it twice. Oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. No, I'm surprised I'm here every week. Uh, I was, was very excited to come on. Oh my God. It was, it's been a thrill talking to you. Um, I wish I would have been able to make it to WeHo when you were doing your, uh, your viewing parties. Uh, but uh, WeHo is far sometimes. Um, do you want to tell people where they can find you on the social media? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at St. Anique, just my full name. Um, I'm on Twitter as St. Anique X. I'm like hardly on TikTok because it's a hateful app that doesn't like me or my content so probably don't find me there yeah it's not really <laughs> sex worker positive on the my account TikTok. has been deleted several times for being too sexual and too violent for the fire <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah yeah. i would imagine it would come with a warning um well listen i am excited to see whatever you're doing and honestly it seems like we are not going to know what that is like it seems like uh you're you're flying by the seat of your pants which makes it pretty fucking exciting uh yeah. for the folks that are paying attention so i recommend to my listeners go and uh follow them follow miss saint anique and uh support because who knows what they're going to come up with next we truly do not know. Like, mystery box. Also, <laughs> if you like the Tony Soto Show, then please go to our iTunes page, subscribe to the show, rate the show, leave a comment about the show. It really, truly does help. If you can't get enough Tony Soto, then you can always listen to me on the Gay Power Half Hour, the podcast that I do with my good Judy Casey Lye, anywhere podcasts are streamed. I am the Tony Soto Show on literally everything, meaning Twitter, Instagram, and Venmo. And uh, I am taking next week off, ladies and gentlemen, because do not forget... I will be in San Francisco at the Oasis doing Learn the Words, Bitch, with my good Judy Maxwell, Esposito. So we're going to be up there. So come out if you are in San Francisco. Come out to Learn, learn the Words, Bitch, at the Oasis. Tickets are on sale now. Follow Learn the Words, Bitch, on Instagram, at Learn the Words, Bitch, Jesus Christ. And uh, we have one more show, and then we're going to take the break. So one more show in April, and then I'll see you back again in September. Until then, bye. <laughs>